0: Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight, a conversation about issues of the day from a biblical perspective, as well as highlights from interviews, conferences, and events. Here's David Smith and Monty Larrick.
1: Thanks for making Illinois Family Spotlight part of your day. I'm Monty Larrick. And this is David Smith, yeah, hello. the Executive Director of the Illinois Family Institute and Illinois Family Action. Our guest is Patty Bonk. Ms. Bonk is the Republican candidate for state representative in District 30. District includes uh, Oak Forest, Harvey, what Mid-Lothian. else, Patty?
2: Uh, part of Tinley Park, Dixmoor, Markham, uh, Posen. I think I've hit them all.
3: Yeah, so on the yep. south side, yeah. south, side the south side suburbs of Chicago.
2: Lifelong Illinois resident? Yes. Yeah, okay. Family? I am married. Um, this is my second marriage, though. So, um, we have, uh, I have two children from my first marriage, and I have my bonus son from my husband's first marriage. And we have a great little grandson. Excellent. There you
3: yep.
1: go. Now, I did a little research on District 30. You're running against Will Davis, a Democrat. Mm-hmm. Bad Democrat?
2: <sighs> is there a good one right now?
1: <laughs> <laughs> a wonderful question.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Will Davis has been in there a long time 20 years. It's time for him to get challenged. Yes. And maybe retired.
1: Yeah. And the district really has about 109,000 people. That's a lot of people to represent. Yes, it is. Yeah. A lot of diversity there too. Yes,
2: there is.
1: Boy, uh, how do you go about messaging to all those different people? Uh, what do you think is a something that, you know, I'm black, I'm Hispanic, I'm white, I'm poor, I'm rich. What do you think is maybe one issue that resonates with everybody?
2: Well, the people I've talked to, because we did knock on a lot of doors, just me and my husband over Good. the winter. So important. And uh, the big issue is safety. It doesn't matter what city you're in. Really. People do not feel safe. Okay. So it's the crime issue. It's the crime issue. And
1: they don't feel safe on the streets, out shopping, what?
2: A gas station. They right. don't. They don't uh, feel safe letting their children go out and play. Yeah, so the gang,
3: the gang activities, the carjackings, the holdups, the smash and grabs yes. all over the place, aren't they?
2: We've Yes, and we had, um, not too long ago, we had woke up to gunshots, midnight. Um, the gas station that I frequent and my husband frequents, uh, there was a woman that was not only carjacked, she was beaten. She was trying to get away, but he beat her, and then he took her car. Didn't have to beat her. No, he didn't. Yeah.
3: And Patty, you're you're an ER nurse. You've been a nurse for 44 years. You've seen those victims come rolling into your ER all the time, haven't you?
2: Yes, I have.
3: Yeah, and it's devastating. Have you seen an uptick in or you're not in the ER anymore, right? No, so, I'm not. Okay. I so, but you know, the the fact is the the consequences are coming into the ER and people are being patched back together. Like, like Humpty Dumpty put yep. back together, uh, if you can save their lives at all.
2: That that's correct. Um, I've and I've seen um, when I was in the ER, I've seen opposing gangs yep. come in, and it's under lockdown. We have the front. We had the front doors locked. We had the ambulance entrance locked. We have security so that we don't have a confrontation in the ER. Oh my
3: goodness, couldn't even imagine. So as you're going door to door, people are saying crime's an issue. Yes. We're not feeling safe. What are they saying the solution is, and what are you saying is, send me, I'll make a difference?
2: Well, the one thing that I'm, I'm looking at is that supposed Safety Act, yes. the Police Reform Act. I've I hate read that name. It. They call it, it safety. It's not. It's not. And it's, it's going to go not. into
3: effect on January 1st, 2023. Correct. And what is it going to do, Patty?
2: Well, w- one of the components is the no-cash bail, which they call pre-release, uh, pre-trial release release, Um And I think that I've always raised my children, I was raised that if you do something wrong, there's a consequence to your action. Well, now I don't see that there is a consequence. Are they going to return for that trial? So in other words, you get
3: put back on the street after you've committed a crime or accused of a crime, arrested for a crime, you're going to face a judge. But in the meantime, they're going to, instead of holding you in prison, they put you back on the streets. Right. It's a
2: revolving door police barely get that report done. And the criminal is alleged criminal is back out on the street.
1: So if you're elected, would you try to introduce some trailer amendments to the so-called Safety Act?
3: To repeal some of the worst parts
2: yes, of this bill. Yes, um, that, that is probably the worst part of the bill that I would have. I would work with my um, fellow legislators to have it removed. Yeah. Um, there's another component Uh, to the bill and i actually talked to a retired police officer last week about the trespassing right now if you trespass on someone's property they give you a ticket and send you on your on your way and i said i was concerned that having taken care of quite a few domestic violence patients that this may lead to it might be a stalking situation and you're just peeping Tom's peeping Tom's I actually had one of those when uh, from one of my houses that when I lived in Lockport sorry Um, scary situation because I had small children at the time sure Uh, but I think that I, I worry about women there are men that are also suffering from domestic abuse that there are stalking situations we could which could escalate if they're not arrested.
1: You know, I talked to a police chief recently who said, you know, what this is going to do, let's say uh, you're having a little barbecue in your yard and a homeless person decides to join in. Well, the police couldn't take them out of there. Can you believe that? They, yeah. they get a ticket, but they're not allowed under the so-called Safety Act to remove these mm-hmm. folks who want to intrude on your festivities.
3: So, Patty, I would agree with your um, your neighbors in saying that, you know, this crime bill, this safety bill, these uh, new reforms that they're supposedly implementing have got to be overturned. And unfortunately, Will Davis had supported all that stuff. Yes, I know that. Mm-hmm. And so we need to send somebody there who gets it, who's not disconnected with the public and who um, is listening to the people. He's not listening to the people, evidently, is he?
2: No, he's not. And also, this bill makes our policing less effective, which jeopardizes our safety. And I have told people, as a firefighter and as an ER nurse, I work side-by-side with a lot of police officers in different municipalities. And when they get that 911 call, I worry because as a firefighter, we got that 911 call, and you don't know if you're going to come home right. after that call. It's worse for the police. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well,
1: I, you know, I think we need to rename the so-called Safety Act uh, the Pro-Criminal Act.
3: Yes. It uh, is. It's absolutely pro-criminal.
1: It's a pro-criminal act or the Handcuffed Police Act.
3: And you know, and then there's certain communities in our state. You know, let's think about the south side of Chicago, the west side of Chicago, where the crime is rampant. And when you put the bad guys back out on the street, guess what? They go back to their bad ways. Yes, (laughs) and there's more crime, more problems. So
1: they've been reformed in prison. Oh no, No.
3: (laughs) yeah, not at all. So Patty, and you're walking door to door. Very important. Um, What was the number two or three? Um, issues that came up too. The
2: number two is taxes, property taxes. Mm. It's sad when you hear people that have lived here for a good part of their life, they've raised their family, they don't know if they can stay in Illinois. Right. And they they're leaving their family. We're losing our extended families. So yeah. that's that's. What's the average
3: um, property tax in your
2: um, district? Would you would you kind of guess? Uh, I think five, ours is between five and six right now. Yeah. I didn't look at the last right. one.
1: And this is not a real high end district.
2: No, no, it's not. So this, this
3: is we're paying the government rent to stay on our own property that we've bought in our right. own homes, which is ridiculous, isn't it? It is not it You know, the, the the legislature earlier this year decided to pass a rebate in election year, of course, of back course. to the people. We're going to send you three hundred and fifty dollars if you paid your real estate taxes this year. Well. Monty, my real estate bill went up by $350 this year.
1: But look yeah. what all more you're getting, right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> really. <laughs> right? Nothing. Yeah. Yeah, we, need, we don't
2: see the bang for our buck, basically, no. off of our property taxes. Not well,
1: and, you know, the bulk of those property taxes that come from the school districts. Yes. And we're certainly not getting a bang for our buck there because... No. The proficiency standards in math, science,
3: English, yep,
1: very low. Mm -hmm. Very, very low. And for that kind of money, we ought to be getting better results. What are you going to do about it in the legislature?
2: Well, I know there are some school districts that actually have one or two schools in one school district. So they should combine those smaller school districts. That's right. My children, granted, it wasn't in Cook County. It was in Will County. There were two schools in one district. Mm. So you're paying for administration in two different Well, that's another whole schools.
3: ball of yeah. wax there is, you know, Monty was talking about proficiency, the scores, right. the graduation rates. But the growth of the administrative um, bureaucracy within school districts is enormous, yes. and it's, outpacing the growth of any attendance school attendance so that needs to be cut back
2: and that money needs to come back to the property owners right you know in my job we have we're we get our raises based on how well we do our job sure there are standards we have to meet and so when you're talking about proficiency why can't that happen with the school districts that's right if you're not, if your students are not at least at their grade le- level in math, science, reading, then we're not giving you any more money. Right. But I really think they need to consolidate some of these school districts.
3: Amen.
1: And remember, our tax dollars are paying for what kind of sex ed? Well, it's grooming sex ed. Yes.
3: <laughs> grooming sex ed is right.
1: It's X-rated sex ed. Yes. And uh, that's so so important. But uh, is that
3: on voters' minds right now too? Um, that
2: is actually my daughter-in-law homeschools our grandson Good for because her. of that issue Alone. and others. Good. But a lot of people can't afford to do that. They're lucky to do that, and so I have talked to some parents, and it's been disturbing <laughs> to look at some of the videos. Or some of the criteria that they want to teach. Kindergarten's a second the curriculum, grade. right? Yes. yes. The gender-bred man, really. It's perfectly so, normal.
3: Right. Yeah, it's pornographic. It, yes. it, it, they're cartoons, but they're pornographic cartoons. Yes.
1: You know, so. I, I say all this is designed to lower the age of consent in Illinois. Oh,
3: absolutely. That's what they're looking at.
1: And a couple years from now, they're going to say, well, look, these kids have been Better educated on matters of sex and they can make these decisions about sex at an earlier age. You watch.
3: Before we take a break, um, I wanted to ask you, have you been hearing anything about abortion or the um after effects of Roe v. Wade being overturned? Yes in your okay. What what are the responses of the voters in your district?
2: Uh, the voters in my district, that the ones I've been able to talk to about that issue. I've yeah. talked to Women on both sides of the issue, one that actually had an abortion, and it haunts her all these years later. And one that um, was too far along, Mm -hmm. um, couldn't have an abortion, uh, was young. She gave the child up for adoption, and she is quite happy that she went ahead and and did that. Her conscience
3: is not bothering
2: her. No, not at all. Not like the other one. Right. Right. Yeah. So
3: well, do you think this is in the top three, top four or five issues, abortion? Because J.B. Pritzker is certainly making it a top issue in his run.
2: It, it is a hot issue. Right. And I, I've actually talked to the other side of the fence, the Democrats who happen to be a relative of of mine, and was really concerned with the way that uh, the decision of the Supreme Court, and I said basically they're, they're just using the 14th Amendment. They're going to push it back to the States. I know I can tell you where I sit on the issue. Yes, please. So, And I'll I'll give you a story along with it if I have time. Mm -hmm. Sure. So I used to, uh, admittedly, even as a Catholic, I was pro-choice. Okay. But I had a situation when I was in the ER where a woman came to the emergency department, uh, threatened miscarriage. And while I was taking care of her, I was at the bedside. She delivered the baby, Mm. stillborn. Um, and I don't remember weeks. It was probably anywhere between 16 and 20 weeks, and I ho- held that baby in my hand. And for me, who's like, really chatty, you can ask my husband, I couldn't <laughs> say a word. Mm. I, I actually had to compose myself because I was going to cry. Sure. And I, I said, I don't know, what do you want to do? And I, and I felt so cold because I put that baby, in the only thing I had was a specimen cup. Yeah. So do you want a priest? Do you want your husband to come in? What do you want? And that, from that moment on, I see this fully formed baby. How could you, how could you kill that baby? That's, that's I've, a I've powerful listen, story. Yeah, and I listen to so many, um, part of a, a vital signs that we do in the ER, if a woman is pregnant, we do check their fetal heart tones. And I've done multiple, and I almost, I probably got as excited as the parents when I heard it. And at a time where I spent probably 20 minutes trying to find it, and the baby, unfortunately, um, was, still. was still. So I am definitely pro So when I use terms life. like
1: choice or reproductive health, you say... It's about the baby.
2: It's about the baby that's a living human being.
3: So, Patty, the, the polling I see in, in Illinois is 72% of, of voters say there should be some restriction, especially up to the heartbeat. If you can hear a heartbeat of that baby, a fetal heartbeat, then you shouldn't abort that baby. No. Yeah. So, um, you know, IFI believes conception is when life begins and there should right. be no abortion there either. But um, – we need to start somewhere ohio yes. is going to be doing the, the heartbeat bill i think it went into effect now and um you know it's going to save lots of lives yes as a result yeah so
1: well l- before we take a break yeah. uh you know in illinois now you, you're a former emergency room nurse but in illinois these abortion i don't want to call them clinics abortion centers abortion facilities are self-inspected, okay? Under the yeah, Reproductive Health Act, they're not inspected by the state, local government, anything like that. Okay, they're self-inspected. Was your ner- Was your emergency room self-inspected, or did the state come in and?
2: No, we we <laughs> fell under. We had to even in the clinic that I now work at, we fall into uh, the Joint Commission comes in and checks. And they check thoroughly. So I don't understand why those clinics aren't, ins- aren't not inspected by Joint Commission.
1: Well, because that takes away from Planned Parenthood's profits. That's oh, why those God. inspections. Okay. They don't like that. Yeah. Well, let's take a time out. And we've okay. got some other things to discuss with Patty Bonk running for state representative in the 30th District. She is a Republican, a pro-life conservative Republican. More of our
0: conversation right after this. Claiming to know the Bible doesn't make one an expert. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street with the point. Recently, in a speech at a Georgia church, rising progressive star Stacey Abrams, after noting her parents had both been pastors, declared, I was trained to read and understand the Bible. And I'll tell you this there's nothing about the decision to eliminate access to abortion that is grounded in anything other than cruelty and meanness. However, the way the Bible speaks of pre-born children does eliminate abortion as a moral option. In Psalm 139, the psalmist declares, For you form my inward parts, you knit me together in my mother's womb. Prophet Jeremiah was told by God, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I consecrated you. And in one of the most beautiful moments in Holy Scripture, John the Baptist, still in Elizabeth's womb, leapt when in the presence of Jesus, who was still in Mary's womb. Look. The scripture says, test everything, especially those who claim to speak for God. I'm John Stone Street.
1: It's an evening you don't want to miss. The Illinois Family Institute's Faith, Family, and Freedom Banquet with actors and filmmakers Sam and Kevin Sorbo. Join them Friday night, October 28th at the Carlisle in Lombard. Register at illinoisfamily.org. People are standing up and saying enough is enough. I'll just say that people are looking for truth. The Sorbos are outspoken Christian conservatives in liberal Hollywood. They're known for the Hercules TV series and the documentary film Leaders for Life. You need bravery. But you I'm need to still be bold. learning.
2: I'm still learning how to be bold, right? Sure, we all but are. we all need to learn how to be bold.
1: Kevin and Sam Sorbo and the IFI Faith, Family, and Freedom Banquet, Friday night, October 28th. Register at IllinoisFamily.org or call 708-781-9328, IllinoisFamily.org.
0: Hail and well met. I'm Alyssa. I'm Eliana. I'm Kenna. And I'm Jenna. We are four females who, by discussing and dismantling subjects prevalent in the Western culture, want to make truth self-evident once again. We want to make current cultural events and worldview issues relatable to our peers and point all those listening to the gospel and what the Bible says. We are available on any platform you find a podcast. So please leave us a review, follow us on all the social medias, and please give us a listen. Self-evident, dedicated to speaking truths that were once self-evident and doing so in love.
1: Thanks for joining Illinois Family Spotlight. Monty Larry here along with David Smith, Hello. the Executive Director of the Illinois Family Institute and Illinois Family Action. Our guest today is Patty Bonk, Ms. Bonk, running for the legislature, wants to be the state rep of the 30th District.
3: Southwest Suburbs.
1: Southwest Suburbs. You were recruited by Illinois Policy Institute. Yes. Boy, why'd you say Yes.
2: Uh, I was actually at work when Dan Patlack called me, and he called me because he saw my bio through the Lincoln Series. For It's an organization that helps Republican women that want to run for office. I stood in the lab, actually, spinning somebody's <laughs> specimen, and I said, if I said no, seriously, if I said no, I would never get asked again. And so I said yes, plus I wanted to because – um, I'm tired of yelling at the TV. Amen. Amen.
3: <laughs> and you know what? And Will Davis has been there, like you said earlier, 20 years. He needs to be challenged. He yes. needs to defend his his voting record. Yes. And you're going to hold him accountable, aren't you? Yes, I and am. And you're going to give the voters an option rather than Will Davis and nobody. Right. Now mm-hmm. they have a chance. And in a red year that, of course, everybody says it's going to be a red wave. Yeah. You never know.
1: You know, one of the issues that I know you're very concerned about, but it's kind of under the radar right now. It's not one of those top tier issues is what's happening at DCFS. Oh,
3: and that should be a big issue.
1: Should be a big issue. Why should it be a big issue?
2: Well, if you look at the present director at my last count has 12 contempt of court charges because of one of the things, misplacement of children that are in his care. Wait a minute, wait a minute, care. wait a minute.
3: What did you say? Misplacement of children?
2: Yes. He's losing
3: children at the Department of Children and Family he's, Services.
2: He's leaving them in situations uh, like a psychi- psychiatric facility for an entire year oh when they gosh. should have been placed in a home. Where is and- the
3: George Soros prosecutor saying, cruel and unusual punishment <laughs> I mean, for these innocent kids? I don't know. Let them out. Let them out.
2: Him out. Oh put them in a are you put them in a protective home. Somebody that's going to care about them.
1: Well, why hasn't the governor acted on this?
2: That's a good question. It
3: Maybe is Maybe that's good something question. Darren Bailey needs to make a big deal yeah. about. But you have a story and some personal experiences. You with know, every time DCFS.
2: I every time I see a story on the news about a child that died um, in either DCFS care or DCFS hasn't done due due diligence, it makes me want to cry. Back a few months ago, Representative Avery Bourne posted a video of 347 pairs of shoes that were collected in the Capitol Rotunda. Those represented 347 children's lives lost in the care of DCFS since 2019. That struck a chord with me. Because the one, I have unfortunately taken care of quite a few children that were abused, but the one that really stands out mm-hmm. is a five-year-old that was brought to the ER. She was beaten so severely by her mother that despite our best efforts, we weren't we weren't able to save her. Wow. A five-year-old.
3: What was wrong with the mother that she went berserk on her own child?
2: That's a question I never... Yeah, I, what's what's the answer for that? There is no answer. No child. A psychotic
3: episode, probably yes. induced by drugs or um, launched. You know. A, I, I can hear the uh,
1: excuses. Yeah. Uh, well, right. we don't have enough good foster parents, and uh, you know, what are the excuses for this inaction?
2: That's one of the things they're saying. We don't have enough uh, foster parents. The other thing is, and we just roll our eyes when we call DCFS and either we're put on hold or they'll call us back later or maybe we'll call you back tomorrow. And I, I get it. I know there's some advocates out there that do investigate these cases, but there's also, I read a story where they're supposed to have six weeks of training. They let somebody out after two weeks of training. Now, how good is that? Some of them give up because they just—they're trying to do their best, and then other 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 advocates aren't doing their best. They don't make the effort of going to the homes on a repeat basis. You know, there's a there's um, uh, an action uh, care plan, and they're supposed to come back to the house and see if that's been. Um, if they've taken the actions that they're the suggestions that they're supposed to be doing and they just don't
1: well what would you say to those who would suggest well this is why we have to have legal abortion because of kids in this type of situation who face abuse and we could avoid those situations
2: that's that's not a good excuse and to me Um, I don't have the statistics, but most of those children that are aborted weren't um, the children that we take care of uh, in the ER and the children that are under DCFS care. If you look back at it, those weren't children that they intended to abort.
3: So Patty, if uh, the director is under 20 some contempt of court charges, the checks and balancing is not working, is it? No. So, what can the legislature do uh, to demand that they comply with the state law that you, that the legislature has passed?
2: Well, I think I think they should remove him. Yes,
3: that's and, a good first step, right? Yeah,
2: and and put someone in place that would be a competent director. Mm-hmm. They also need to hire people and train them right. as. Uh, advocates now i understand that is he
1: a pritzker appointee yes. yes
2: yes ah
1: so he's facing contempt charges is he facing
2: jail time no not that i'm aware of <laughs> steve Mannin is. right right no no no
3: we've got a, quite a few hey dr simon gold is facing six months in prison no. yeah so it's crazy it's crazy selectively enforcing the law yes ignoring it of course the media the watchdog what are they doing about it it's on page what, six? Um, seven, it's probably
2: 18? way back <laughs> in by the ads. I'm not sure. Yeah, i we're mean, not hearing I,
3: about it in in and no. the, the the six o'clock news.
2: I I have never heard about it on the news. I only see it in the papers, and I always focus on something like that because I care so much about children, and I I, I just hate to see so many Amen. children's lives lost.
3: So you're going to be an advocate. For those children in DCFS yes. when you go down there. She's yes. going to
1: be an advocate for life. Oh, that's
3: right. right. And then, how about for parents? I'm going to switch you over to the repeal of Parental Notice of Abortion Act. Now, Davis did not vote for, to repeal right. this, but you believe it's vitally important. That we reinstate the Parental Notice of Abortion Act so that when a 13-year-old girl gets pregnant, she can't be taken by her pimp, her 25-year-old boyfriend, to the abortuary without her parents being at least notified.
2: Yes. If we have abortion on the books here in Illinois, then I think we need to reinstate the Parental Notification Act this is where i don't understand when working in a clinic parents have to get a written consent sent to the school to give their child tylenol but when you're teenage daughter is making a life-changing decision. Right. Parents no don't need to be notified and it's not for consent. And it's, it's a just surgical to procedure, right? It is a surgical procedure. Oh, and something she's going to have to live with those consequences. But this they're taking away the ability to open up a dialogue mm-hmm. with the parents. That's right. They're taking that away.
3: Usurping the parents' rights yes. and that is absolutely despicable.
2: Well, they want to be the parents. They want to parent That's our right. children. That's right. And the, the because who's they've best. done
3: so good running the state right. of oh, Illinois, yes. now they want to run our families. And, and
2: <laughs> the parents know their chi- children the Absolutely. best. Absolutely, they have they a relationship. They love their children. Yep. Yep. They want to see their children do well. Of course, the state doesn't. Of course, care. the
3: Democrats, or the proponents of this, would say, um, "Give you the hard cases." Oh, but, you know, what about little Susie? She was abused, and what about this and this? Uh, You know, she can't trust, um, you know, grandpa or whatever. You know, these are the hard cases. But 99% of the children are growing up with loving parents who are not going to do that
2: kind of stuff to their child. That's correct. That's correct. They're using such a small percentage of a possible case. Hard cases. Again, it, it does allow the child, if it is an abuse case, to maybe come to the parents and let them know if it's a family member. I, I know somebody whose daughter, I worked with somebody whose daughter was abused by a family, family member. And yeah. she went through a lot for years.
1: Patty, you're former nurse, former emergency room nurse as well. I'm just wondering what kind of damage could Planned Parenthood make in a high school with a planned parenthood nurse
3: supposedly a health clinic
1: on the grounds uh, with their supposed health clinics.
2: Well I, you know I'm not quite sure what they're doing in the schools, but uh, I I just don't think that they should usurp you know um, reflect their beliefs uh, in support of planned parenthood to the children in the schools let's let's remember that these kids, Their brains are not mature until they're 25 years old.
3: Well, listen, we've already seen the state legislature uh, um, allow the pharmaceuticals to be dispensed on college campuses. It's not that big of a stretch to think that in the future they won't extend that to high school campuses, especially if they have a health clinic. They already passed a bill that Will Davis supported, House Bill 135, that allows pharmacists to dispense prescription hormonal contraceptives. So they're already doing this. So it wouldn't be that big of a stretch to extend it to junior and senior year of high school or maybe even all four years of high school. Well,
1: I think Who even knows? earlier. I think they're going to go into middle school. Right?
2: Right. Yeah. yeah. But I raised I raised a daughter. And I think we had a very open relationship. And if she had anything, a uh, sensitive issue, I would want her to come to me first to discuss it. Yep. Amen. And Amen. you're taking that away. Again, you're allowing somebody on the outside to parent your child and I make would, decisions totally for agree. your child. Yeah.
3: Let me switch topics on you now and ask you, I would be what did you think of Governor Pritzker's continual mandate after mandate after mandate emergency order after emergency order it's still going on yes, today um so what what did you think of that number one number two there's a bill that will davis voted for senate bill 1169 1169 that removes the right of conscience protection for to participate um uh, no let me say it again Senate Bill 1169 removes rights of conscience protection to refuse participation in medical procedures for COVID-19
2: pandemic. As a nurse, do you want that conscience protection removed from you? No. Anything that's done should be uh, based on a a doctor-patient relationship. And as a nurse, unfortunately, I had to get the vaccine mm-hmm. in order for me to continue sure. working. Sure. Um, and I decided, well, I'm, I'm older, I'm way past childbearing years, so I'll be the guinea pig here okay. for the younger people. Sure. But the, any health care decision should be between a doctor and a patient, not the government mandating what kind of care right. you can get.
3: So the government should be protecting your rights, not saying the uh, hospital can stomp all over your rights. Right. Which is horrible. Yeah. Last thing I want to ask you about. I don't know if you have another thing, Monty, but one of my biggest complaints, and anybody who listens to the podcast regularly knows, early voting, six weeks of it, is absolutely insane. It's ripe for fraud. And election integrity is vitally important, mm-hmm. especially in a state like Illinois. Yes. And so, what would you like to see done? Because you know your your opponent, Will Davis, voted for House Bill eighteen seventy one, which allows mail sites and curbside voting. Curbside voting.
1: Don't even have to get out of your car.
2: No, I think that's, that's wrong. I understand the situation. I have an older mother; she's eighty-five with health issues. If you want to mail in your vote, mom, go right ahead. Right. But that should be requested by the voter, amen. Not yes. just um, indiscriminately sent to home. We still get my my stepson. We still get his um, voter voter card, his ballot at our house. He hasn't lived there for years. Wow. So what if we didn't even? Is that Cook there? County? That's Cook County. So if you
1: well, it's Cook County. Yeah, you know. yeah there you go.
2: So if you want to request a ballot, um, then you should request it. It should not just be mailed to the home. And I really do believe in voter ID. You Email. go to vote, you should present an ID, Right. so, so you can good verify. Good luck with
1: that, you know. Illinois. Right. But but. maybe we could get uh, signature verification. Uh, Maybe they could go along with that. What do you think?
2: Oh, that would be good. Very important. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
3: But this House Bill 1871 also allows election clerks to accept mail-in ballots with no postage marks on them. See, that's wrong. So in other words, somebody could come in with a bunch of stuffed envelopes and just drop them off and say, here you go. That's never happened. Oh no!
2: <laughs> have you seen Two Thousand Mules yet? Yeah, no, I have not. I'm actually afraid to watch it, yeah. but I guess I should. You
3: should it, because yeah, there's should. video evidence of it, yes. and uh, there's a lot more anecdotal evidence for yeah. it too.
1: A, a friend of mine saw it, Yeah, you know, a he you know, mm-hmm. and uh, he cried afterwards.
3: So. Really? Right? Well, yeah. That will probably it's be so maybe. sad. Yeah. But that's why we need election judges, yes. poll watchers. That's how they stopped Virginia in Virginia. That's how they elected a Republican governor out Mm -hmm. there. They had people volunteering to do these important Mm -hmm. roles. And so listeners to this podcast, I beg you, please consider, um, you know, if if you're not going to do it, then you know what? Don't expect anybody else to do it. You need to step up, be an election judge, be a poll watcher, make sure that no shenanigans are going on. Let the election run fairly. We're not putting our finger on the scale. In fact, scripture says God hates dishonest scales. He hates them. And so when you're when you're stuffing the ballot boxes with fraudulent ballots, you're putting a finger, a foot, and maybe a leg on the scale.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Well, what's it gonna take to get Patty Bonk elected? Yeah. To the Illinois Legislature to represent the thirtieth des- to represent the thirtieth district in the Illinois House.
2: I need people to get out and vote. You don't have a voice unless you go out and vote. That's right. And vote for Pat Bonk in the thirtieth district. Um, you I have a website. Always, I have a website. It's Patty for State Rep. Dot com And the number four. It's not the F-O-U-R. No, or it's F-O-R. the number four. So
3: Patty, P-A-T-T-Y, and the number four, state rep. Yeah. Dot com.
2: Dot com.
1: And maybe if you don't live in the 30th, but you're concerned that, uh, you know, we have to get more good conservatives elected, maybe you'll lend a helping hand outside your district to Patty as well.
3: Yeah, if you live in the 30th district, uh, reach out to her. Go visit Patty for state rep. com. Send her an email and say, "Hey Patty, I want to help. How can I help? Can I get a yard sign? Can I pass along some literature to my neighbors? Any of those things help? Can
1: I send you a couple
2: bucks? Can I send you going? (laughs) That would be great. And also, I tell people that if they have any concerns that I haven't addressed, because I want to be their voice in Springfield, that they can send me a message and I call people back. I have I spent thirty minutes with a lady on on the phone one day. And I'm not even elected (laughs) yet.
3: No, you'll make a good state rep. And uh, we'll pray for you. We'll Mm, make sure that uh, you get uh, some recognition here.
1: All right, Dave. Well, we need to say goodbye to Patty's. Thank you so much. And thank thank you thank you for having the courage to step up.
3: And challenge this guy.
1: You know, you didn't need to take this on. But you felt you had to. And we appreciate your doing
3: that.
2: Well, Amen. and I've often said, you know, if I could run into a burning building like I did for six years, I can do this.
3: <laughs> so. And with and it is a burning building. It yes. is a dumpster fire, yes. as some people would say, yes. in yeah. Springfield. So, yeah. hey, let's send a firefighter, nurse, uh, uh, ER, uh, tri- triage, and triage mm-hmm. the problems down yes. there.
1: All right. Well, uh, we need to tell folks that they can go to our website to yes. check out. Information about voter registration. That's right. It's right there. A lot of good information. We have a big banquet coming up.
3: Right. So, IllinoisFamily.org. We have our annual banquet on October 28th at the Carlisle in DuPage in Lombard. And we're having Kevin and Sam Sorbo. You may remember them, that. And they're coming from Hollywood. Conservatives from Hollywood. How about that? So they're coming in, and they're going to be speaking for us at our banquet. And uh, you won't want to miss what they have to say.
1: They're pro-education freedom.
3: Education freedom, pro-life, pro-family. Um, he, Kevin has over, I don't remember, 3 million followers on Twitter. Yeah, yeah he, he's got some really sassy things to say on Twitter, I'll tell you. We like it. We like it.
1: <laughs> well, if you want to come, you can register at IllinoisFamily.org. You click events, or you can call the IFI office at 708-781-9328.
3: And remember, if you have moved or if you have someone in your family who's going to turn 18 by the election, which is November 8th, they can register to vote and vote in this election.
1: Yep. Well.
3: I think we've covered enough I think we've covered,
1: I, I, think, we've covered, uh, I think we saw the <laughs> problems of the world here, or at least Illinois, or at least the 30th District, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, send Patty to Springfield. <laughs> yeah. All right, here we go. Listen, thanks, folks, for tuning in. Do tell your family and friends about Illinois Family Spotlight. And until next time, stay healthy, stay active, and God bless. Amen.
0: For more information about Illinois Family Spotlight, visit ifiaction.org. And to email questions and comments, do so at feedback at ifiaction.org.